Hi, welcome to the Feel Great, Look Good podcast, brought to you by Organa Beauty and Wellbeing. I'm Nikki Richards, your host, and I'm excited to talk to experts, brands, and remarkable people about their journey and how they see beauty from the inside out. We want to change the conversation and inspire you to make conscious choices by connecting mind, body, and planet so that you can feel great and look good. If you'd like to know more about Organa Beauty and Wellbeing, please visit our official website at www.organabeautywellbeing.com. Beauty needs to make you feel great as well as look good. In today's episode of Feel Great, Look Good, we'll be talking to Alison Shepherd, naturopath and founder of Naturopathy for Living. As a well-being practitioner and naturopath, Alison's approach is about guiding and empowering people to make sustained lifestyle changes. She has a special interest in the prevention and reversal of chronic health conditions, which include digestive and thyroid health, anxiety, stress management, and anti-aging. One of the innovative therapeutic interventions we discuss is mitochondrial therapy, a real eye-opener for anyone wanting to increase their energy levels and slow the process of cellular aging. She also uses a range of techniques aimed at restoring health and wellness, and we discussed how the first piece of the puzzle is usually diet focused on a personalized nutrition program. We also talked about a systemic approach by identifying the barriers to health such as lifestyle, especially stress, which we know has such an impact on how we feel and look. It was hugely inspiring talking to Alison and you can find her at naturopathyforliving.co.uk. You can also find her products, including her matcha tea at Organa Beauty and Wellbeing. But for now, kick back, relax and enjoy today's episode. Hi, Alison. Thank you for joining us for the Feel Great, Look Good podcast recording. Well, thank you for having me. Well, it's really good to have you on board because um, we're all about feeling good and looking good from the inside out. So well-being and health is such an important topic for us. And I think it would be great if we just dive straight in and um, talk about you really and, and who you are and what you do and uh, and, and go from there. Thanks, Nikki. Um, so I'm, an, I'm a naturopath, which is perhaps a term that's that's not so well known in so well known in the UK. Um, it's, it's more well known in places like Australia, Canada um, and America. So I'm trained in both a medical and naturopathic model of healthcare, and the naturopathic model focuses more on the nutrition, uh, lifestyle and self-care practices. So it's about empowering the client to take ownership of their health and the choices available to them. Um, So in my own practice, I take a systems based approach to health. And that means looking at the systems of the body, for example, looking at the digestive system, looking at the immune system, looking at the endocrine system and ultimately how they all work together. So nothing works in in a silo. And and if you approach health like that, then you're often going to miss something. And really, I'm guided by the principle that given the opportunity, the body knows what it needs to do to get well. Um, It's all about these health scales and balancing them. So when when someone comes to see me, I often say to them, it's my job to get you 51 percent better and then your body will take over and, and do the and do the rest. It's about creating the right internal and external environment for health. And I guess naturopathy could be described as a lifestyle choice, really. It's it's providing you with tools and techniques to restore your health and well-being. And it's not just about sitting in front of a practitioner, practitioner like myself. It's really about empowering you um, to make those everyday choices um, as part of your self-care that really, really do keep you well. That's really interesting because I think you're right. If the long-lasting, sustainable 
changes are the ones that people make when they take responsibility for their own health and well-being is that what you see in your practice as well absolutely yeah absolutely and it's about encouraging someone to understand the part that they play in their health so I'm just merely a, a facilitator and you know they're the ones that do all the hard work I might be putting a program together or putting a plan together and and delivering it in a, in a kind of achievable way but that but the people that come to see me they're the ones that do the do the hard work and it's wonderful to see the change in someone and and the habit forming that and habits that become a way of life really and you're not having to think about them and so I know that you did psychology just like me so mm-hmm. I'm a fan of a kindred spirit but do you think that's really helped you understand behavior change and how to help people in terms of the kind of psychological aspects because I'm sure so much of it is yeah. to do with that and definitely I kind of I'm, I'm kind of known for getting the measure of someone quite quickly whether that's because of the studies I've done or, or that's uh, something that I can just do. But most definitely, um, it's about meeting someone at their level, pitching it at their level. And we're all individuals and we all respond differently to making changes. And we all arrive with our own set of goals and, and stories. So it's about connecting and resonating with someone at their level to hopefully um, facilitate change. That's really interesting. So change obviously is what a lot of people want. And something you said that's quite interesting is about how we are so different and unique. And I think, you know, obviously knowing you and looking at your practice, that's something that's really important, isn't it? Even down to the diagnostics and functional testing, it really helps you to take that approach, which means that everyone is unique and everyone gets something that's almost personalised to their their needs yeah absolutely you know and it's a, I learn from the people that I see as well you know you might think that there's one thing going on and then you might run a test and a clinical test say a hormone test or gut a gut test a stool test and it might come up you know quite different and take me down a different path um so it's very much individualized yes I do have tried and tested protocols um but the it's it's you know it's we are individuals and it's about celebrating that and understanding that just because one person might respond to something doesn't mean that another person will. So sometimes it's a it's a bit of a detective job, if I'm honest with you, but we always get there eventually. Yeah, so it's not a sort of a linear path. It is it is a bit of a you know suck it and see, try, test, go back. It's it can be and, and, and can be sometimes three steps forward, one step back. It just it really does depend on what's going on with that individual and their environment and their lifestyle and their story and, and, and what's brought them to see me. What kind of um diagnostics and testing do you do at naturopathy for living which is your practice what sort of testing do you do that's that you found helpful yeah so I don't always run uh clinical or functional testing you know I think the first diagnostics really is a very very detailed um case history and and developing a, a practitioner client or practitioner patient relationship I do often though run for example a stool test to to give me more information about what's going on in the gut I might run um, specific hormone tests, um, sex hormones, stress hormones, adrenal, cortisol. And um, more recently, I'm, I'm running a, um, a test looking at our mitochondria. So a mitochondrial therapy, which is, is looking really at the energy delivery in the body. And, you know, we are nothing without without um, a, a good energy delivery. And it's it's. Um, then putting a, a client on a specific protocol to help with that, um, which is, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. 
It's really interesting. We're going to dive into that in a moment, looking at mitochondrial therapy, because I think it's so innovative and, and definitely want to know a little bit more about that. I think before that, it'd be great to just talk about how you got into this. Um, was it a personal journey for you or, you know, na- why naturopathy? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's a really good question. And I often get asked, you know, how long have you been a naturopath? And probably in many respects, I've always been a naturopath since I was since I was a child. You know, I had I was kind of that sickly child. Um, uh, I always had a tummy ache. I had eczema, migraines. Um, and I didn't really respond to kind of what classic modern medicine had to, had to offer me at the time. Um so I had a very tenacious mum and, and, and we, we followed what were considered more alternative therapy at the time. So looking at diet, um, not going the classic steroid route for eczema. Um, so I was always very aware of um, food as medicine, if you like, and lifestyle and environment and how, how, it, how it affected my health. And yes, I went on to do a psychology degree, uh, but I kind of thought, oh, I don't know if this is quite me, if I, if I want to, to, to go any further with, with psychology. And literally one day I saw naturopath written out, uh, outside a store and um, I thought, oh, what's that? So I researched that and I was thinking, wow, this is, this is perfect. This is what I'm looking for because it has the, the medical side, but then it has, also has the naturopathic side, the, the, nu- the nutrition, the lifestyle, the self-care that I was, I was looking for. Um, so yeah, I kind of haven't really looked back since, since I started practicing that. And, um, it's a, it's a never ending, um, lifelong learning really. Um, you know, and it's one of those situations where the more, you know, the more you don't know, but it's, it's, it's a career really that I will be able to, to enjoy for the rest of my life because there's constantly, um, new learning coming out, new developments, new understanding. So it's, yeah, it's, I love it. I think the beauty of what you've done, you've touched upon it, um, and something that I feel really passionately about myself is that, you know, I, I suffered from eczema and actually stress was the is one of the biggest, you know, triggers for me. Um, when I manage my stress, it's 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 always much better. But also mm. um diet has a an, a massive impact. And um I know we we've met at um, a health retreat um called Amchara, which I've mm. always found really beneficial because it almost allows my body to 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 re uh, to rest but reset as well and I think so much of our uh, so many people I yeah exactly and so many people I know that you know benefit from that reset um because we have such stressful lives um but you mentioned and I know that you are um health you are a consultant for many many of the sort of leading health retreats in the UK um and I know you are a proponent of of, of people you know, um, taking time out for themselves. You've used the word self-care, which is so important. Mm -hmm. But you've also used the word systems approach. And I think that's really important, isn't it? And Mm. looking at every aspect of our life. And can you tell us a little bit more about that? You know, people listening, how can they, you know, build that into their lives? And how can they kind of take a systemic approach to their well-being? It's really, because it comes back to this term self-care, which I guess is quite an umbrella term, really. But that can be, you know as simple as making choices around what you're going to put on your plate about getting the basics right, you know, getting the right amount of sleep, getting the right amount of rest, looking at your environment, looking at at stresses in your life, triggers in your life um, that could potentially, you know, affect your health and seeing what changes that you can make on a practical level. Um, So it's not all about running a functional test and, and treating the 
and, and, and giving advice based on those results, you know, that's that's absolutely one aspect. But if you're not getting the basics right, I'm very much about getting the basics right. And when someone comes to see me, I'm, I'm you know, very, very thorough on, on and sorting that out first before we go any further with any, you know, complex testing. It's about getting getting the basics right and also, you know, bringing things into your day that make you happy, following your joy, following your bliss, you know, time in nature. It's about simple, simple pleasures a lot of the time that are going to have a positive effect on our on our health. And unless you have that, it doesn't matter how um, organic your diet is and, and how expensive and uh, your supplements are. If you don't have those basics, then you're going to really struggle in terms of affecting change and having a, a positive effect on those systems if if you haven't got that that foundation and actually that's something I've learned from from you and, and other people I've met in this field is that actually it's pretty straightforward it's pretty you know simple and I know you've used the word balance a lot but it's all about kind of this very sort of neat balance and and that doesn't have to be too complicated at all does it Exactly. Yeah, I think there's so much there's so much complexity out there. I mean, there's some incredible content online now and that people can tap into for free. Um, but it really is a case of, you know, as, as I was saying, sometimes it's the more you know, the more you don't know. And it can take you down a rabbit hole. And it's about it's about getting the foundations right and the basics right. And then things can grow from there. I think that's really heartening because otherwise you know it causes a lot of anxiety doesn't it when people they think oh my god I need to do this I need to do that but it's it's actually very very straightforward. What do you see in your practice? What are the main issues that you see in your practice? I think probably the main ones are, are digestive complaints you know they're, they're more common in women anyway and, and women generally seek out um, sort of more natural health approaches you know they're more likely to than, than men it is changing um, so digestive issues um, and yes stress and anxiety and you know there's a connection there between the gut and the brain anyway there's more messages going from the gut to the brain um, than there is from the brain to the gut um, also hormonal issues. Um, so maybe, uh, you know, fertility issues, issues around, um, periods, um, and a lot of autoimmune conditions as well. Um, you know, MS, um, uh, Crohn's disease, um, the whole, the diabetes, uh, so there's, a, I haven't really specialized in one thing, uh, because I like to be a generalist really. And, and, you know, you, you can't necessarily determine how, who comes through the door. So and it is a great, you know, I learn from the people that I, I see as well. But I would say probably the most common complaint I see is digestive issues. And all that can be alongside something else. Someone can present with an endocrine issue, but then there's a digestive issue as well. Yeah, and so much of what, what we are is what we put inside ourselves rather than what we do outside of that so that makes total sense and I know that you've helped me greatly in in getting that balance and starting with my gut for sure um, <laughs> it always starts with the gut starts yeah. with the gut um but I think one of the things that you've spoken about obviously that's all seems very straightforward to me but there's an approach that you spoke to me about beginning of this year which really fascinated me I thought oh, I'd really love to know more about this and we've had conversations and I think it'd be really interesting for people to know about um, mitochondrial therapy and it's something that you have trained and specialized in and I think it'd be really worth talking about what that is and and, and how it can help people and, and what your take is on it. 
Sure. Well, our, our mitochondria, and I appreciate that's a that's a difficult word to say, <laughs> sometimes as annoying as the word naturopathy. Um, so they are they are tiny organe- organelles inside every cell. Um, so they're commonly referred to as powerhouses or an engine of a car, and they produce ninety five percent of our energy. And as a, every you know bodily function requires energy, then we need to kind of take care of them really. Um, an obvious way to do this is through through a really good diet. So diet, if you like, is seen as the the, the petrol for the engine for the car, um, and having a, and having an all round um, health healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, diet diet I would say is probably one of our biggest health ally, health allies. But it's also looking at managing avenues of stress. Um, so the mitochondria like I guess many things um, in our body or, or health itself, they're quite highly strung and they're, they're constantly censoring our internal and external environment and that they're, they're sensing sensing stressors. And if there is a stressor or a trigger, a trigger they slow down because it's, it's called, it's known as cell danger. They, they slow down because they want to conserve the energy in the cell. They want to look after the cell and protect it from dying. And, and when they slow down, we feel that uh, we become ener- energy energy deficient and this can actually lead to an, an, a, of a number of different health complaints um, which is why you know when you're looking at health um, it's really really vital to, to look at the health of our mitochondria and um, protect our, our energy delivery because we're not going to get well and and feel well if we have a compromised energy delivery and you've talked about that sort of tired all the time feeling there's a acronym yeah there's yeah. a tat i think it's an acronym, acronym now tired all the time i mean yes fatigue and tiredness is i guess it's one of the most common presenting complaints i see i don't think i've ever had anyone who is seeing me well i'm full of energy and i'm very vital so but it's very non-specific um tiredness and fatigue it, it, it could be caused by a number of different things but it is basically a sign. Um, to me, it's an indication that the, 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 that the body is is struggling and and it, it needs more power essentially to be able to get well and to to tip those scales that I, I was referring to earlier to tip them in your in your favour. Because you were talking about that kind of the stress. A lot of people come to you for stress, and that's always that kind of we always feel like we're running away from the tiger but then it's to run away yeah. from them. I think you said that mitochondrial therapy can really help with with that as well can't it yeah so um the actual protocol the actual therapy itself um it, it, it initially when someone comes to see me I um I use something called a heart rate variability screening which is it's it's you know it's it's nothing new um there's many different versions of HRV testing heart rate variability testing out there you can even have them on an app but this is a very very sensitive one so um I I screen someone's heart rate variability and a healthy heart perhaps conversely is actually more variable you want variability within that heart because your body is changing all the time. It's a very dynamic process and your your heart needs to speak to your immune system, to your endocrine system, and it needs to um, respond to the ebb and flow of that. So it needs to be variable. But when that variability um, is compromised or reduced in some way, so the body is not reacting to its internal and external environment as it should be, so there's a reduced variability, and that's actually a sign that the body is stressed and a, and a sign of uh, a stress response. So by screening someone's heart rate variability, I'm able to look at their stress response within 
body, which also gives me um, indirect information about their how their endocrine system is working, their hormone system, and also their uh, immune system. And, and yes, you you touched on the tiger. So we do have this innate um, fight or flight response, which we do need that. You know, thankfully we're not you know coming into contact with with tigers and you know, we're not running for our lives, but we are every day. Or, many of us every day are dealing with a stressor you know that may be your commute to work it may be um uh, a difficult boss at work it may be an unhappy home life um but unfortunately our body is staying in this stressful response for too long so it's it's innovating um this sympathetic the sympathetic branch of the nervous system the fight or flight rather than the parasympathetic which is the rest and digest where we should be the majority of our time so there's this imbalance in the um in the autonomic autonomic nervous system. So we're spending too long in this fight or flight. And the heart rate variability screening I do, it it it's it beautifully demonstrates how much you're spending in the sympathetic, how much you're spent spending in the parasympathetic and, and how well your hormones are balanced. So it's a lovely indication of the stress response in the body and um, the level of protocol that I would I would need to suggest to someone. And and the protocol, yes, it's always lifestyle. It's always lifestyle first and looking at avenues of stress and how you can change that. And going back to the basics, like I was saying, you know, time in nature, laughter, play, food as medicine, you know, getting that really wonderful anti-inflammatory diet um, that's very rich in, in antioxidants, which is incredibly important for the mitochondria, actually, because they do produce even though they're so, so important, they actually produce a lot of their own um, free radicals. So 90% of um, the free radicals that our body produces as part of um, natural biochemical processes are actually produced by the mitochondria as, as a natural process um, to do with respiration and energy production. So we, it's doubly important to get that fantastic um, nutrient-rich diet in to provide the antioxidants to be able to cope with the the free radical load from the mitochondria. But also um, what I suggest is a specific um, protein called L-carnosine, which is in supplement form and it feeds our mitochondria and it enables, um, uh, it enables antioxidants to do their work better. But primarily it provides us with energy that we need to um, get well and feel great. And that's the key, isn't it? Because I think stress is one of the, the most harmful aspects of our lives. It doesn't seem to, to be very good at finding ways of managing that stress at any level, even, you know, talking about mental health in, in teenagers and children. It's, uh, it seems to be quite prevalent. Absolutely. So obviously the balanced lifestyle, looking at anti-inflammatory foods, all of that um, is a good start. But this mitochondrial therapy and L-carnosine supplement seems to be something that you know people could potentially look at to support a systemic healthy lifestyle and i think it's really interesting that you talk about you know obviously we talk about health and well-being also in relation to beauty and um you know so many of the people we speak to are you know concerned with anti-aging and the anti-aging process and you know using lots of sort of topical stuff that we know doesn't work i'm not saying you know some of it does help but I think from what I've um, kind of read read about on your platform as well is that this could also help with kind of you know anti-aging process with our skin <laughs> absolutely it does it does you know which is perhaps something you know I'm looking at it more from a, 
supporting someone's chronic health. But I can't deny the fact that, yes, uh, so the, all, the the mitochondrial theory of aging um, has has been around, you know, for a long time. It was first discussed as early as 1940. But we now understand that mitochondrial dysfunction actually contributes to, to the aging process itself. And, and, you know, it's the root cause of, of many um, chronic diseases. So we, um, uh, the the carnosine that I use in my own practice is is vastly different from uh, carnosine that's that's available over the counter. So um, carnosine we have we have in our own body anyway. It's a protein, L-carnosine. It's found largely in our, our brain, our heart, and our skeletal muscles. And we do get it through our food chain. It's largely um, in meat, fish, and and um, you know animal sources. Uh, but the the carnosine that I actually have access to it was actually originally created by Russian scientists for cosmonauts. So when um, a um, cosmonaut goes to space, they start to age more rapidly, and it was developed to protect that aging process because the uh, the scientists realised that they would need to absolutely pack um, the, the the spaceship full to the rafters with the ex, with existing uh, carnosine supplements when when going on a space mission. So they went back to the drawing board and they they created a carnosine that was a lot more potent, and um, essentially helps cell regeneration. So you by taking the carnosine and being on the program, you have they have the potential to regenerate at a level that your years of age wouldn't normally allow. So that so the the, the carnosine that you can get. Um, readily available over the counter it stays in the system for about one and a half to two hours but this particular formulation that I use it stays in the body for up to 12 hours so it gives you a, a potential for 10 hours more regeneration than what you would normally get and there's a lot of studies now looking at carnosine so people that have been taking it for six to 12 months they actually look younger um, so markers of age like wrinkles skin wrinkles and curvature of the spine in, improved and this actually matches what was seen in, in um, my studies. So mice were living for twenty percent longer, and they were looking uh, looking younger than their than their control group. So we think this works as well um, visually on the outside by the relationship that carnosine has with our skin cells to fibroblasts, um, and it, it basically improves the 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 life of those those fibroblasts, um, and also something that's really interesting and I've experienced this myself it's fantastic for wound healing so I had a fall um a couple of months ago and and really bashed up my hand so I immediately put some carnosine on on the um on the cut and it was absolutely amazing in terms of how how it healed I actually took photos and it was in, it, it was incredible in terms of in terms of its healing effect and I think one of the most exciting things about carnosine in terms of anti-aging is the relationship it has with our or telomeres. So I don't know if you're familiar with telomeres. Um, I guess they're a bit of a holy grail, really, uh, for kind of the whole anti-aging industry. Um, but telomeres, they, they sit at the end of our chromosomes, which our chromosomes carry our genetic information, and they pre prevent the deterioration and loss of genetic um, information. So that they're, they're similar to protective plastic tip at the end of a shoelace that's often banded, banded around as an example. And telomeres themselves, they get shorter over time, which is considered both an indication of a cell age and a contributing factor to the to the aging process. And, and carnosine um, has been found to actually protect telomere length. So therefore, it's, it's another indication of how it can actually 
protect us from aging. So it's, yeah, it's really, really exciting stuff, which is one of the reasons why I um, started exploring it myself. I went for the training and, and um, yeah, that's one of the reasons I've started using it in my own practice. It's fantastic that, you know, you live by what you practice, which is always a good thing. But yeah, I, 100%. I would never recommend anything unless I'd done it. I, I tested it on myself. Um, yeah. And, and I it's just test things on my mum as well. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. She's your guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, absolutely is from day one. So well, you um, can use me anytime as well. Alison. That's fine. You're very I'm welcome. <laughs> um, but no, that was absolutely fascinating. I mean, literally, I was sort of on the edge of my seat listening to that <laughs> because I think there's um I think there's so much kind of um obviously research, which which we, we you know is really important that it's mm, all backed up by research. And um but also it's it's intuitive, it's there, it's all already in our in our biology, it's out there in the world, in nature, isn't it, really? And Absolutely, it's, yeah. It's helping us. So I love that. Uh, I mean, I think a lot of what you seem to do and what, how you help patients is about intuition, but I think it's really great to hear the, the biochemistry and the research behind it. And I wonder if those astronauts are looking good. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's certainly working. Yeah, I love that story. When I tell people that, they're like, what, really? <laughs> the astronauts had it. I was like, yeah, that's what you're taking. <laughs> It's fantastic. So obviously, I think it's really important, something that I think I've I've been thinking about speaking to you, it's also good to go to a practitioner that kind of knows what they're talking about. Otherwise, as you said, there's so much information and, and misinformation out there. Really, yeah, isn't absolutely. There? Yeah. So I think it'd be really good. I mean, if people want to find you, how do they find you, Alison? What's the best way of them connecting? So connecting probably um, to connect with me via my, my website, which is naturopathy for living. Um, and then my I'm also on, on Instagram as well. So naturopathy for living. Um, I, I do practice face to face in, in London. That's naturopathy for living. UK. Um, so I, I run a practice in Borough Market and then I'm also in, in Devon, but I I'm, I'm frequently work remotely. Um, the mitochondrial therapy itself, it, we do need to meet in person um, for the screening. And I, I generally repeat the screening every couple of months. But in terms of um, other remote work, in terms of naturopathy consultations, yeah, it's it's easy to do remotely now. And I think more of us are more of us are getting used to that. It's a, a kind of a blended approach, isn't it? Sort of online, offline. Um, yeah, very much so. Yeah, which seems to work. It works for me and it, and it works for clients as well. So it's a it's perhaps a new way of working for some people. But I think, yeah, we're, we're definitely yeah, getting used to we that. We certainly do do need that human connection I think that's going to be a big thing isn't it over the next year yeah I miss it yeah I do so no that's fantastic and I think obviously if people go to naturopathyforliving.co.uk they'll be able to also find out a little bit more about you and and all the other wonderful stuff that you've been talking about I, I was honing honing in on the mitochondrial therapy but you know as you've spoken about you do a lot of other sort of systemic therapy as well depending on what the Mm -hmm. client needs so that's great and um it's really for me to ask you a few questions that I always ask my guests so (laughs) it's um quick fire questions but um what makes you feel great um you know what I think it's sleep (laughs) sleep makes me feel great anyone who knows me knows how grisly I am if I don't get my um preferred uh, amount of sleep which is you know it's it's a lot I would say it well it's not a lot it's what I need I need a good nine hours um 
And, you know, there's so much more research now around sleep and our understanding of sleep. You know, there's there's not a single organ system that doesn't benefit from sleep. And two thirds of two thirds of adults, you know, aren't getting the recommended amount they need. You know, lack of sleep, you know, affects every single organ system. And, um, you know, interestingly, countries where sleep has declined the most have seen the biggest increase in in physical and and mental disorders. Um, And I love the. the research that's come through about our amygdala, which is our a really ancient part of our brain that um, affects our emotions. And MRI have shown that um, just one hour's less sleep a night, uh, it, it, the amygdala is more active, i.e. we're more emotional. So, you know, I think we normalise lack of sleep in toddlers, you know, or they're just a bit grisly. They haven't had, they haven't had enough sleep, but I don't think we actually really grow out of it as adults. Um, so it's really important. I think that's what makes me feel great. I'm very pro a 20 minute nap in the afternoon as well. If you can oh. get that in, I've definitely performed so much better after my 20 minute nap. If I'm seeing clients all afternoon, yeah, they get a better version of myself. I, I think. just going to ask you about napping because I love a good, <laughs> good nap, but you're right. It has to be, there's that sweet spot where you don't go on for an hour and then feel groggy afterwards. Yeah, and then it will affect your sleep. But I think 20 minutes per, I've, I've seemed to have nailed it. I don't even really need to set an alarm. I just, 20 minutes and yeah, it's just it's so powerful. I think we're very hard on ourselves, you know, about you shouldn't, you shouldn't be napping. But actually our body goes through 90 minute cycles each day. It has its own circadian rhythm within this circadian rhythm. And, and actually we're programmed to have many rests every 90 minutes. Um, so yeah, just remember that when you're being hard on yourself, exactly. <laughs> you, and if any, there's no such thing as laziness. Exactly. And if anybody's interested, we have a little bit of a, we've spoken to, um, a sleep guru actually called Anandi to, because we, we, you know, I think you're right. Sleep, one of our podcast episodes, we just dedicated to sleep because it was so, we felt it was so important. Yeah, definitely. The quality of sleep as well. So you can't drink a bottle of wine and then expect to have a, a good night's sleep. Fortunately not. No, that keeps you in the sympathetic response. So <laughs> Exactly. But it all helps. I mean, you know, we just, we talked about beauty and um, beauty sleep, but it's so underrated and so underestimated at the mm. benefits of that. So that's a fantastic feel great tip. Thank you. And then the other one is a little bit more, uh, I don't know what you're going to answer actually, but what makes you look good? Well, sleep. <laughs> no, we, we've, we've said enough about sleep. Um, I can't really, um, yeah, not not uh, sort of leave this without talking about food more, I guess. You know, food and, and particularly skin food and a really healthy gut um, makes you look good. So, you know, skin, feel, skin food, we're talking about an anti-inflammatory diet. So, you know, a lack of processed grains and processed foods. So lots of really good fats. Um, you know, quality, if you are eating animal products, quality animal products and, you know, a very, you know, a beautiful, wonderful rainbow of, of vegetables every day and um, doing whatever you can to support your guts, gut health. Um, you know, I always look at the, see the skin as a metabolic window as to what's going on inside the body. And, and if there's a skin that's not looking particularly healthy, I'm always thinking about what's going on in the gut. I love that. Um, so you so, don't look at people's faces, you look at, you go, you look at their face and then look, right down at their gut <laughs> yeah, actually. yeah and uh, it's great if you had x-ray vision wouldn't it It'd be fantastic if you could see what it, it would yeah it would save a lot of time and effort and money I think <laughs> but, but um, I love that because it's really what we're trying to you know constantly say you know just 
you need some product it makes you feel good and obviously you know that's great but it's so much about what's on the inside and you know understanding what your own body needs and that's just you know a bit of education intuition coming to see people like you and um that's wonderful I won't put you on the spot Alison and ask you what your one favorite um superfood is but I think there'd be too many (laughs) yeah Um, they would I couldn't choose no But if you were, unfortunately, I'm going to make you um, choose one thing. If you were on a desert island and uh, you need, you know, you had one thing on a desert island, what would it be? It would be, um, I guess it would actually be a superfood. It would be, <laughs> I tried to be, I tried to be like, um, yeah, um, I think it would be coconut oil because it's very multi-purpose. <laughs> so A, it would potentially stop me looking like a shriveled prune i mean it has very uh, very slight uv protection but it would it would it would you know put the put the lovely uh, moisture back into my into my skin it's great for hair um it's you know your hair potentially could get very dry in a, on a de- desert island and if it was really you know if i was food was really scarce i, I could eat the coconut oil it's a really great a great source of um actually plant-based saturated fats and um it's a, a medium chain um fatty acid which has has many health benefits so i think i would go for coconut oil oh and of course there would be a coconut tree on that island so that of makes course they would, wouldn't they? yeah <laughs> uh, boiling it, it down to it. a coconut i love it <laughs> yeah um no that's wonderful thank you for letting me put you on the spot and um and for your absolutely invaluable knowledge and approach and you are such an intuitive practitioner and i hope people yeah and i really do hope people i mean i could obviously sit and talk to you for hours um but uh, (laughs) i think i'd just like to remind people where they can find you it's alison shepherd at naturopathyforliving.co.uk and it's Instagram your handles naturopathy for living and Alison thank you so much for taking the time and talking to oh, us you're very welcome take care thank you bye bye thanks for listening to our episode today and please do visit our website at organabeautywellbeing.com or leave us a comment here we'll be back soon for another feel great look good episode And until then, take care.